So healthy family relationships are the backbone of every society. But what happens now when family members overstep that mark and like we were discussing and hearing from our people in the first hour as well, and they constantly criticize, insult or humiliate you? Joining us now on the line to talk about balancing family relationships and why boundaries matter is psychologist Rocky Bikram. Welcome to the show, Rocky, and Happy New Year to you. Hi, Lloyd. Happy New Year and Happy New Year to all the listeners. Great to have you on board in January, Rocky. Now, let's get things cracking, right? This topic was prompted by a request from one of our listeners seeking advice on what to do when family members interfere and give their opinions, even when it's not even asked of them. So let's begin with that. In your experience, Rocky, how widespread is something like this? It's so interesting and, and such perfect timing, Lloyd, because we're just coming out of the festive season. And I have more and more patients complaining about this, how uncomfortable it's being having uh, family members, you know, make comments that have made them uncomfortable, uh, questioning them on certain areas in their lives that they perhaps had no place to, especially if you're having a Christmas lunch, bringing up topics that make someone uncomfortable. So extremely common. So if I'm seeing it a lot of the time, imagine all of those who don't even speak about it. Now, um, are there certain issues that people are most likely to comment on? I think if we look around us, we've all heard it at some time. When are you getting married? Why don't you have kids as yet? And it's so insensitive because we don't know if someone's really struggling to fall pregnant. Um, Your parenting style, your weight is a big one. So it's, oh my God, you put on so much weight. I think most of us have put on weight over this pandemic because we were eating and baking to to, uh, comfort ourselves during the stressful times. But, but it's not only if you put on weight. People say things like, oh my God, you're so skinny. You know, what happened? Someone can be really ill. So that's such an insensitive comment when we don't know how someone is already struggling with it. Even things like your skin, you know. If someone's struggling with maybe something like acne, they're already struggling with it. You know, they're obviously dealing with the emotions of that. And to have someone point it out to them makes them feel worse. Uh, many also have their parenting styles questioned, like why do you do this with your kids and why don't you do it this way? And, you know, we always did things that way. So all of these are some of the most common topics that come up when we have uh, family members crying and asking uncomfortable questions. Now, Rocky, when it's a family member, does it hurt more and affect people's self-esteem? Now, especially if it's said in front of other family members. Yes, 100%. I think uh, we value the opinions of our family members, of those closest to us. So when they're picking on things that, uh, you know, that are sensitive issues for us, we do feel worse. I think it's two things. It's because we value their opinions when, you know, they show disapproval in the type, uh, type of questions that they ask. Um, it won't affect us, but it's even worse when they're asking in front of others because it's embarrassing. We might have an answer that we can't or we're not comfortable sharing the answer in front of other people. You know, with strangers, it still hurts when they ask something, but it's easier to forgive a stranger because they don't know enough about your life and we don't expect strangers really to care about it, but we expect our own families to be sensitive, to be empathic towards us. So it certainly hurts a lot more when it comes from family members. Now, let's talk about dealing with this kind of um, issue, Rocky. How best can it be dealt with? So, exactly what you said at the outset, Lloyd, by setting healthy boundaries. But what does setting healthy boundaries mean? So, I think it's first we need to uh, process the situation and emotions ourselves and communicating to the person how we felt. So, it doesn't mean fighting with them or being disrespectful at all, but with respect, communicating how you feel. For example, I feel very hurt every time you pick on my weight. Please do not pick on my weight. Or I feel um, 
I feel criticized when you uh, pick on my parenting style in front of others. If there's something you'd like to share with me, I would prefer you to share it with me in private and not at a family gathering, for example. Or, um, I really appreciate your input in this. Thank you for sharing. However, I'm comfortable with the decisions that I've made. So, we can communicate in a way that's respectful, but it's still firm and it's still assertive. So, we're not criticizing the other person. We're not hurting them back. We're merely letting them how, know how we feel and what we would like from them. And that's the key to a boundary. We're showing them what is allowed, what is acceptable to us and what's not acceptable. For some reason, many people think setting a boundary is a horrible thing and we're hurting other people or we're fighting with them. It's not that at all. We can communicate boundaries assertively but with respect. Now, Rocky, is it also likely that people may then choose not to be around that family member or members or maybe even forego family gatherings because of the fear of what they will say? We've all heard this, what they will say. And I know people personally who will won't go to family functions. Um, sometimes even to go to a funeral might be an issue. Uh, or they'll do maybe just um, we'll show a face and run away because, you know, they don't want to meet up with all these other family members. This happens so often. So I I think it's natural to not want to be around others who put you down or make you feel bad about yourself. That's part of self-care. But we need to be clear on whether we're just avoiding the situation or we've made a conscious choice and we are satisfied and at peace with our choice. So you shouldn't feel like I've missed uh, maybe New Year's Eve uh, event at a family's uh, home because so-and-so was going to be there and -and so-and-so always picks on this thing or so-and-so always tries to ask questions. But we can, we can decide what works for us. Sometimes what works for us is going for a short while and leaving. Or it might be, um, say it happens in a family, it's having someone else, a safe person who has your back. So when someone else or the person that usually cries asks something, because someone else can also step in and say, hey, you know, when we're having a lighthearted lunch, can we please talk about something else? So when you know you feel safe and supportive, it's easier to go. But if you have communicated your boundary to the person and they continue to disrespect it, it is okay to choose not to go. But we should be adult about it and and communicate that I don't feel safe or I'm not happy. Don't make excuses. You know, sometimes they'll say I'm busy or I'm working. But be honest about it. I don't feel safe or I, I don't enjoy uh, having a lunch where my private life is discussed. So we need to let other people know where they stand with us. When we make excuses and we avoid it, we're actually disempowering ourselves because we're not making our voices heard. At the same time, we've got to recognize when some people are too unreasonable to even have a discussion with. And, and there are there are a small percentage of people that we wouldn't even bother discussing that with. We just set the boundary. But boundary is important. What I'm saying, I think you would have understood, is we must communicate it in simple language to the other person. Now, Rocky, you know what? Um, let's zone in a little bit because a lot of our people don't understand that things like this, issues like this, um, in terms of family health, like over, overall um, mental health, um, there's a negative impact, there's a positive impact. And sometimes in, in the society that we live in and in the family uh, cycles that we grow up in, these things are pretty much normal to most of us, right? But at the end of the day, they do have um, an impact on, on one's mental health, isn't it? Yes, because nobody knows what you're going through in other areas of your life. Like I said, for example, you know, so you've been married for a few years now. You might be struggling to conceive. You might be going through other battles with that. 
struggling with that. And when family members say things like, you know, why aren't you having kids? When are you going to have kids? We want to be grandparents now. We can't, you know, we want to have kids while we're still, or grandkids while we're still alive. So that puts so much pressure on someone who's already going through so much. Just because your family member doesn't share with you what struggles they're facing, it doesn't mean that they're okay. So we must stop assuming that mental illness has a certain look, that, oh, but you don't look depressed, so you can't be. Because we're mainly silent with our struggles, because also people are not comfortable with it. They don't know how to hold space for us. And, and sometimes people can be invalidating, like, you have so much to be grateful for, or what do you have to be depressed about? Naraki, to all our people across the country and streaming globally as well, in closing, what would you like to say to them? So I think we must first be mindful when we're speaking about others. If it has nothing to do with you, don't talk about it. If you and, and always know why you're asking a question. Is it just out of curiosity? Or is it because you care about someone? And if you're asking a question to someone because you genuinely care, then do it in an appropriate setting at an appropriate time and in private. So don't speak about their weight, you know. Say someone that you care about has been losing weight. Don't ask why you're so skinny, but speak to them privately, not as a time of a function. And, and then you could, could say, you know what, I'm really worried about you. I noticed you're losing weight. Is it, are you okay? Is there anything I could do to help? Then it comes across as genuine concern. So whatever you say to others must come from a place of love and caring for them. So it starts with us to be mindful of what we're talking about, what opinions are we sharing, and are they kind when we're speaking to others. And if, you know, there are others in your circle who are speaking to you, asking you questions you feel uncomfortable about, communicate to them that you're not comfortable having that discussion, and should they persist, then you could decide what sort of distance, safe distance, you would like to keep from them. Raki, it's always a pleasure having you on the official drive. And I'm going to hit you with a curveball question now that's not related to this topic. But I'm doing it because it's the start of the year. And I follow you on the grams as well on social media. You're always leaving us with some positive vibes and energy and some good quotations. So uh, very quickly, in a couple of seconds, uh, what can you say to motivate our people for the new year? So we come out of two really, really difficult years, right? So what I want to say um, to everyone is that don't be hard on yourself. Recognize that we're still in a pandemic. We're not on the other side of yet. But we are never the same person now that we were going into the pandemic. So think about what you've learned about yourself during these two very difficult years. What strengths have you discovered? And use that to help push you forward. We will have difficult days. I don't think we have good or bad years. I think good and bad things happen every year. So I'm not new year, new me, positive vibes. I am let's do the best we can with what we have wherever we are in any situation we find ourselves. Great stuff. Rocky, thank you very much for joining us on the show this afternoon. All the best to you for the new year. May you be blessed and uh, we'll hopefully chat to you soon once again. Thank you, Lloyd, and hope you all have a wonderful year as well. Bye. Great stuff. That's uh, psychologist Rocky Bikram on the official drive sharing her insight and expertise with us.